start the last episode of the first season of Proc Gens, uh, which is a special episode about a game called Florence. I wanted to start this episode by reading an article that I wrote uh, about Florence uh, in September of last year. This I wrote this and posted this on Nerdy Bits on September 7th last year, uh, and it's called <clears throat> Florence and the Death of My Grandfather. It is a piece that I was working on for a really long time. I had a really hard time getting it out um, just because it was difficult to write about this. And so this episode's a little bit of a bummer, but I think more hopeful than than, a, than it is a bummer. Um, but this article's about my experience with my grandmother playing Florence uh, in the ICU, which we talk about, we will talk about in this episode, and kind of details how games kind of run really deep in my family. So without further ado, I guess I'm going to dive right into this. And then when this is over, we'll go right into the last episode of Proc Gens season one. So thanks for uh, sticking around and stick around after this for more discussion with the great Calamity XT Jane, my grandmother, Christy, uh, and me. Uh, yeah. So sorry, feel awkward, but I'm going to do it, so here we go. <clears throat> it's not without a significant amount of dread that I finally sat down to write this. It's been nearly four full months since my grandfather's passing, and in that time, every pursuit of outlet through writing has been stymied by a stifling sort of existential dread and survivor syndrome. Though upon typing that, I feel it's more accurately summed up by simply saying, for the last three months, I've felt like a failure. See, I failed to become something before he passed. I have a hard time articulating that emotion eloquently. After all, I am a father and a husband, I have a job, and I do run a little, nearly inconsequential blog. But see, that wasn't my plan. I was supposed to have made it. He was supposed to see me happy writing about game journalism, or voice acting, or making games, for a living. And now he's dead. When I sat in the ICU at SLU Hospital, playing a little mobile game was nothing more than a distraction. Mostly for my grandmother, but also a bit for me. My grandfather wasn't doing well, but the thought of his death in mere days was so far out of my mind, it, was, it is legitimately hard to tell if I actually didn't see it coming or if I purposefully looked every other direction. Regardless, I booted up Florence on my iPhone 7 Plus, put one AirPod in one ear, handed the second to my grandmother, handed her the phone, and said, play, completely unprovoked. What followed was serene and escapist. We both lost our ability to focus on anything but the music and art of this beautiful experience projecting from the screen of my phone. Watching my grandmother, no stranger to games, fiddle around while figuring Florence out was endearing. She was a hardcore Destiny player, both titles, 
but playing touch-based phone games was very clearly new. She giggled as she figured out how to brush Florence's teeth, or as she tapped away at Florence's social media. Video games are a huge part of my family. We threw a viewing party for every major E3 conference this year. Beer, barbecue, dogs, the whole ordeal. My grandma really started playing in 2012. She had conquered Portal 2, a feat she was immensely proud of, and is to this day. And in searching for a good game to follow that up, my uncle, Benjamin, sat her in front of the Xbox and queued up Mass Effect. She was a convert overnight. Since that time, my grandma has built an impressive list of completed games. She beat the entire Mass Effect trilogy, Journey, each Half-Life, every Halo, Deus Ex, Human Revolution, and put 14 days into the original Destiny. I've always found joy talking about games with my friends, but there's nothing quite like the feeling I get discussing PUBG hitboxes and weapon meta with my grandma. I brag about it. A lot. Florence plays like a modern take on an interactive storybook. You help move conversation along by fitting together pieces of a puzzle into a text bubble. You place stickers on childhood paintings. Most importantly, you live the relationship of Florence and Cridge as it evolves. You watch it spark. Sputtering at first as you put together five- and six-piece text bubble puzzles. You watch it begin to catch fire as the puzzles have two or three pieces. You fall in love as the puzzles become one-piece thoughts. Florence is a beautiful game that illustrates the complexities of relationships in this winsome, carefree manner. Florence and Chris's love is contagious. I distinctly remember looking to my left to see my grandma smiling as she placed pictures of their adventures on a corkboard map. It's an infectious experience. One that carried us along with it, in shades of blue and golden yellow. Stooped over my phone, sharing a pair of AirPods we played, like a parent and child reading a bedtime story after a nightmare. My grandfather never really got into games. Oftentimes when the conversation at the dinner table inevitably wandered into chat about Destiny or Mirror's Edge, he would look at my wife, shrug, and they would start their own conversation. It was like tradition, but we were working on them. Once, while I played Assassin's Creed Unity, he stopped as he walked past the screen. He recognized the streets. As a boy, he'd lived in Versailles and spent a lot of time in Paris. He sat down next to me and my grandmother, Giddy, and pointed me down streets and alleys in search of his boyhood home. That night, I sat next to a six-year-old boy in my grandfather's 60-year-old body. In my family, games run deep. Florence isn't all sunshine and love, unfortunately. The lovers settle into routine, let emotions bottle up, and before you know it, the relationship falls apart. There was less joy in putting Cridge's things into boxes to be sent away. There is a moment in this valley of the game where Cridge and Florence walk side by side through the snow. At first, they hold pace with each other, but slowly Florence begins to pull forward and Cridge begins to fade into the white. The only thing my grandmother, as the player, could do was press and hold on the screen. Florence slows her pace. Chris returns back into focus. Each time she lifted her finger, Florence would speed up. She kept pressing the screen. I don't want to let him go, she said. When I was a sophomore in college, in March of 2012, I decided to end my life. I was 20. I had planned how, when, where. The place my depression had taken my mind obscured all other thoughts. I couldn't see a reason to carry on. I hated my life. I hated myself. I hated that I was a burden to everyone around me. I remember kissing my girlfriend, now my wife, goodbye as she left my room. 
She had no way of knowing what was happening in my head. I'd gotten good at hiding it. I shut the door, turned out the lights, flipped on Comedy Central, and waited for the right moment. Is there ever a right moment? Before I found it, someone knocked at my door. I could have just sat in the dark. It was late enough that no one would have given my sleep a second thought. But I got up. It was my best friend Christopher. He held out a copy of Skyrim and said, Hey, I'm done with this. I think you'll like it a lot. And walked away. I played Skyrim until 9am. Went for breakfast. Came back and played until he came to get me for dinner. And put 97 hours into Skyrim over the next two weeks. I forgot to kill myself. In my family, games run deep. Florence's world during and immediately following Chris's departure grayscales. All of the vibrant color washes out almost immediately. Then she stumbles across a set of paints that Chris bought her. She sits and stares at the set for a moment and begins to paint. The paint brings color back into her life and slowly but surely she finds happiness in her art. Nine days after my grandmother and I played Florence, my grandfather died. His family gathered at his bedside, a bitter mix of disbelief and unfathomable pain. I remember my grandmother petting his head. Fly away, Timmy, she cried. Fly away. Sorry. Images from those few moments fly through the Viewmaster in my head. They're raw and violent and painful. I think they always will be. They were married... Sorry. There is no way to explain the parallels Florence has had to my grandmother's life. I spent the next ten days at her side, doing everything in my diminished strength to keep it together, to be there, to distract her. They were married for 48 years. You don't just distract someone from that. But as we sat in their house, now a half-human presence quieter, I looked at the art that covers her walls. All but three pieces are her own. I was immediately struck by the image of Florence finding her paints. Before I could say anything about my revelation, my grandma quietly said, I don't want to let him go. It's common for humans to draw comparisons to things that are far less similar than we realize. Florence's story is not my grandmother's story, one for one, but large pieces are there. My grandparents loved each other. They traveled. They were happy. They argued. Things got rough. She loved his art so much that she didn't pursue her own. He built her an art studio so she would. He's gone now. She doesn't want to let go. Someday she will have to pack his things into boxes. But now she has her art. Art that will someday help her move forward. Perhaps not move on, but certainly forward. Away from the gray. When we finished playing Florence, my grandmother and I each took a deep breath. There was something strange about the timing of all this, we both realized. Within an hour, a game on my phone had spoken to us about love, sadness, grief, moving on, and being happy again. In my family, games run deep.
right? Yay. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> Caleb just, I just gave said, me a funny let's, look. Let's talk for a few minutes. Yeah. And okay, then just we'll hit talk. Record. Uh, yeah, so special episode, season finale, <laughs> all that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> dun, 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 it's so sad. Yeah, so. All right, so of all the games we've, we've all ever the played, yes. Um, that we wanted to. Of all the games we ever played, what? Um, the only game that, oops, oops, the only fun. game you and I have shared, a uh, mobile game, was Florence. And so, yeah. uh, so to give you a little background, um, my uh, Timmy, my husband, Caleb's granddad, dad, dad, was taken by ambulance to the hospital a little over a year ago, and May. Yes, May 7th. And the day after, we're sitting around. He actually got taken into the ICU because his condition was deteriorating. And they had to put him, They we were actually waiting to decide whether or not we were going to put him on the the, um, the breathing tube, the in, in, intubation. And uh, they were struggling all day to try to find a way to not have to do that. And so... Yeah, this was the 11th. He was in the hospital for a few days before ICU happened, before intubation happened. No, it was the very next day. So we didn't play. Did we play the game on like yes. the 8th? Yeah, or we 9th? sure did. Yeah. So and you came and sat with me. Um, it was definitely a Wednesday. It was definitely a Wednesday. I remember because I had to go back to work for two more days after that. Okay. Cheers, cheers, cheers. So it would have been the, the, the day, the day, well, okay, so it wasn't... He went in on the seventh. He had to be. Which was a. Monday. He had a crisis on the eighth. The eighth, and he was placed on intubation that day. So whether we actually played the game that day or not, I guess the point being, you and I are sitting around in the waiting room. Look at the ICU um, waiting room. ICU oh, waiting I keep room. Yawning. Sorry. Killing time. Uh, not wanting I had to downloaded. Kill time. Yeah, I had downloaded Florence like a month before. Yeah. Because I heard it was great. The game came out. Oh man, when did the game come out? March 14th. February 14th on iOS. So I downloaded the game at least a month ahead of time and had only opened it. Yeah. I had never played it. So you just kind of went, hey, Nan, watch this. Yeah, I and took one AirPod out. Yeah. We gave you one and I had the other one and we just sat. Sat side by side and played this sweet little game that if you haven't played it is, it's childlike in its mechanisms. You take... Mm-hmm. You take a, a swipe to move the action forward, or jiggle your finger, or, or you know, it just 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 childlike. But the point of the interaction is to move you through this precious little story about a girl that finds love. Yeah, about a girl named Florence Yo. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> who's kind of self-involved and. Caught up in a routine of like work and commute and right. eat and sleep. Arguing work, with your mother. <laughs> kind of yeah. trying to and, be a separate uh, individual, trying to find herself. Yeah. And then one day while she's walking to work or from work, she hears cello music playing mm-hmm. and like it like picks her up off the ground. She starts flying. Yeah. Uh, and she sees a guy playing cello and then like that's it for a minute. And then like she's riding her bike one day and hits him. I would have forgotten that. <laughs> Thanks she, for reminding she, me. Like, she's like walking around your bike. And, yeah. <laughs> so then you have to like make the screen not blurry anymore so that she can see him standing over her and he helps her up and his name's Krij. Uh And it's about their relationship. Yeah. So the next 
you you go th- you go through these little mechanics to kind of advance their their romance. At first, they go on a date, and then they can't. They try to spend every single moment together, and then they have these wonderful they like excursions. travel, and, yeah, yeah, and they grow in their friendship and deeply, deeply become bonded, and then they decide to move in together. In the meantime, Florence decides to help Krish advance his musical career and slips him an application to go to music school. Yeah. So she kind of sublimates her her painting. Well, yeah, well, at the same time, and yeah, yes. that's something that's kind yes. of given away earlier. Yeah. She was a painter when she was a kid. Um, and what, at the same time as her giving him that application, he buys her like a set of paints. A set of paints. And to try and encourage her to do that. And right. Then, so at the beginning, it's kind of an equal thing. They both want to encourage each other. But she does something that women do a lot, and which I have done a lot all my life, which is to kind of put my needs aside and try to advance the needs of others. And I'm self-confession here. I did that a lot for your grandpa. Um, sure. Uh, a, a little bit of that is um, self-sabotage. If I don't pursue my my talent and my gift, then I can't then I can't uh, ever be rejected for it. So sure. if you that's put, something I think a lot of artists struggle mm-hmm. with. If you put to yeah, out how to get through that. So in the rush of their burgeoning love and getting to know each other and moving in together and deciding which of their objects to keep and which to store and whatnot and they get busy with life and all of a sudden the mundanacity of life that's my big word for the day (laughs) mundanacity mundanacity takes over and they sort of fall out of love well they get an argument at a grocery store their first argument at a grocery store like six months after they start dating and then they have they fall into routine they stop like they stop traveling. Doing things. They yes. stop like doing fun things and they start just like falling into the same boring lifestyle yeah, they had before. Yeah, like the cycle of like wake up, eat, commute, work, sleep, eat, sleep. Mm-hmm. Like it goes back to the thing in the beginning. There's no cultivation of their relationship. Yeah, and they get into mm-hmm. one more big argument and Chris moves out mm-hmm. and then Florence packs up his stuff and that's a fun scene. Yeah. So throughout all of this, like if the game starts, it's like mostly black and white with some color pops, and then Chris, the relationship with Chris starts, and the whole the whole game gets filled with color, and then this argument happens, and it's all black and white again as you try to like piece things back together, uh, and then it doesn't work. walks faster and Chris disappears in the distance yes. if you hold if you tap and hold the screen it slows her down you literally hold on yeah. and it slows her down to his pace and they walk next to each other uh, but like the, you can't you can't you get can't make done by making that happen mm-hmm. yeah. so you have to let her move on and she has to let go and then the rest of the game uh, is a pretty uh, I don't want to, we're making quick of it because we talk about it forever but we the the end of the game is a relatively quick wrap on her rediscovering her paints mm-hmm. and then getting into making art and then color like seeping back into her world until it's 
full color again and she's smiley again and like her our, her life is given meaning outside of somebody else it's just because she's making her own that's right art yeah um and but, it's not it's not necessarily i mean it, that sounds a little bit narcissistic but i think what well, this, you have to love yourself first right you have I, to you have to know I how think to you make have to be true happy. to yourself yeah and uh there was a huge part of her life that wasn't being um expressed and um she could see that Krish needed that, but she couldn't see it in herself. Right. I mean, I'm, I, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but the game does make you think about these life issues. Yeah. And um, and he did reach success, and and she didn't. So while his trajectory is going one way, hers is flat, and right. she's and that's part of. I think that's probably a huge part of why their relationship soured. He was doing stuff, and she was. She was investing everything in him, and right. not anything in herself. Right, and so. One of the things I wanted to share, though, was that I probably went through that cycle, I can't tell you how many times, big cycles, little cycles, of saying, ah, now is the time for me to do my art. Um, you know, I'm going to go work part-time so I can paint. That's not enough. I need full-time. And as soon as I did that, then I kind of like set it all aside, not completely, but mostly aside to help um your grandpa with his pottery business. I love pottery. It's very expressive. It's very artistic. But at the same time, as long as I'm doing that, then I don't have to right. really face the the really daunting question of whether or not I really got what it takes or I got what somebody else wants mm-hmm. or whatever. So we realized it at the time. After we finished playing through that game in a couple of sessions, what is it, about a three, four-hour game? No, it's like 30 minutes. The whole game? Yeah. Oh, okay. So after we played 30 We played for like 45 minutes. Okay. All right. So after we did that, we kind of thought... It felt like hours. Well, there was a lot of parts of the days. The game got interrupted a couple times by doctors giving prognoses. Yes. This was a very, very traumatic day. Um, But we kind of realized at the time that there was was a, a deeper import in oh, uh, yeah. in my life to me it was instant yeah and at the end it was like this is one to one like <clears throat> who you were before and yeah. then your relationship with him and then pushing him to do his art and forgetting about yours and yes. then uh there wasn't the argument right there wasn't no, the argument no. but there was the, the the relationship there was the specter on the horizon of yes. like this that whole let go scene of like yeah. fuck <laughs> yeah, well, and this... cause at the time we didn't know that Tim yeah. was leaving. We kept hoping for another ten days. That... I think we did know. Like, you know what I mean? It was one of those right. like. But there was there was still with every new team of doctor with every new day new day there was an op yeah maybe uh, optimism that they will find something that could be treated yeah. and they never did. Oh man, there was a moment in that moment where you have to let go of the screen and let Florence walk mm-hmm, away. Mm-hmm. And Chris stay behind. There was a moment where you just kept hitting the screen. Yeah. And you were like, I don't want to let him go. And I, I remember sitting there like, <laughs> oh, gosh. Fuck. oh gosh, oh gosh, oh gosh, oh gosh. Because it was so clear to me. And then the, the, the future of that, mm-hmm. right? Where her world yeah. goes gray again. Mm-hmm. And then she rediscovers her art and makes herself happy with her art. And then I was like, this is what... This is what it's got to be. This is what you got to do. Yeah. This is what it's got to be, like, woman. Gotta... No matter how hard you hold on, there's mm-hmm. no keeping him there. Yeah. Hey, 
Hey everybody, it's Caleb, one of your hosts, and I wanted to take a quick moment to step outside of the episode so that we could talk about our sponsor. This season of Procedural Generations is sponsored by Illustrious Vision. Are you in the need of a professional graphic designer but don't want to go to an expensive agency and you don't trust your friend to execute your vision? Then hire Illustrious to create and execute your design. With over 10 years of experience, Illustrious has designed everything from flyers, logos, restaurant branding, consumer products, billboards, vehicle wraps, and more. Not only do they have a professional touch, but a creative and fun approach to their graphics. If this sounds like something you would be interested in, call 314-517-1005 to get a free quote or visit www.illustriousvisions.com today. One more time, that's 314-517-1005 to get a free quote or visit www.illustriousvisions.com today. And that's all the time I'm going to take up. Enjoy the rest of the episode, and thanks so much for listening. I do want to say something, though, before we get too much farther, is that she did it to herself. He didn't. He bought her the paints. It was never it was never imposed on her um, that my career is more important than yours or my gift is no, more yeah, important. Yeah. It was completely her she own was self. Like, no, go do neglect. this, go do this, go yeah. do this. And was, I think that kinda of played well in our first conversation, which if we I can might find be it. able to find the audio. <laughs> you said that like you felt like some kind of responsibility. Because you said the last studio he built for mm-hmm. you, he said, This is it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not building you another not studio you ever another studio. again. <laughs> Uh, because that can be such a that can be such a cop out. If I only just had oh, that, the yeah, right piece of that. equipment or this right lighting, I just, or this if I right, just had like one one more thing, one more thing, I'd be yeah. good to go. And that the reality usually involves is money. Like, <laughs> yeah. The um, reality is that that one thing is the the thing inside that you have to get over. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so okay, so I'm hoping you're going to go back and find that previous conversation, but I don't want. I don't want this to be sad and maudlin because um, Tim did pass, and um, it was on the eighteenth. Just which the eighteenth days ago to the yeah. uh, to the year. Today. He was he was in the hospital for twelve days, one day in the ER, and a half a day in a room, and the rest of the time in ICU. And um, he did pass. They couldn't save him. Um, and then the, the the first few months after that are just a blur. I was just. Yep. Just doing whatever I could do to survive, and three thousand times more horrible than I ever could have imagined. But one of the first things that started making me feel alive again was changing my routine mm-hmm. and, and rediscovering yeah art. Yeah, oh, it was such so. What you guys don't know is for her entire life up until now, she's been making art, but it's always been representative art. It's always been. Mm-hmm. Um, setting up a, a shadow box and painting what's in it or painting a landscape or painting a face or painting an eye. She has these wonderful paintings of human eyes all over her house, which is... Kind of creepy. Notice, <laughs> now realizing maybe a little creepy, but they're all amazing. And uh, we used to go to the art museum and walk through all this amazing art and talk about all these painters and all of the stuff that they did. And we'd always get to the modern art. The more... The less representative and the more... Most abstract. Abstract and interpretive. And it was always this weird conversation of like, how is this art? How is this art? And then 
<laughs> your Florence moment of rediscovering your paints after Dad Dad was gone was not representative. It was this really raw, emotive... Fluid abstraction. Yeah. And I, I remember pointing it out to you. And I don't know if you'd noticed at that point, but I remember pointing it out because I needed to say something. I was like, <laughs> you do we realize. used to go to the art museum and make fun of this. And I never knew how to explain to you that there's something about it that's emotional. I just don't see it. Yeah. And then I watch you make all of this art now that's just... There's no way to explain it other than this is what was in my head. Right. And I think that's a different kind of, maybe even a purer form in some way. At least for you. To just be able to be like... been very revelatory that I could spend 30 years of my life developing my craft and and having some success and then turn around and try something that is diametrically opposed to it and get that much satisfaction out of it and have that much immediate response from other people. It's like before everybody oh, is man. like... Before it was like, you're painting a bowl of fruit cool. Now it's like, I feel it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so anyway... And you did do a couple of representatives after that. Like, mm-hmm. you did a couple of paintings of, mm-hmm. of Dad Dad and, like, his eyes, especially. especially yeah. And those, like, had a lot more life in them than yeah. the ones before, too, because... Yeah. There was something raw about it. Something I was it. trying to reconvene by doing yeah. that painting, those paintings. But um, how are we doing time-wise? This is okay. going to be just a, a short one. We'll have to. This little bit. Will we'll be either here. add on to it later, or we will find the former. But um, if you're can, listening to this, we've already added to it. So. We've already yeah. So okay. So I want you to know that uh, this gets edited out. But um, fast forward now. Not fast forward. It's been a very long year, but. <laughs> It's been a long, a fast year. A year. Long, fa- the fastest long year I've ever spent. Um, it's a year later now. We just passed the anniversary of Tim's passing. And it just seems like such a sweet remembrance uh, to think about that experience of Florence. Because it was, it was hopeful at the time. And I think you were like wishing it into me. You know, like <laughs> yeah. impelling me to see the hope. In yeah. that little story. I mean, I did, but I hadn't lived it yet. Well, then, of course, like, that's not something I would have expected you to immediately pick up right. on and be like, oh, I can fix it like yeah. this. Yeah. The- but it was watching you, like, you know, mm-hmm. deal with the grief and watch the color in the world mm-hmm. wash out and mm-hmm. then the rediscovery of paint again. Yeah. Just the, the so, trip you took to Colorado to hang out with your sister and see how she was doing paint differently and then you bringing that home and being like, oh... This transformed my life. Now we're cooking with bacon fat. Yeah. So in the meanwhile, I kind of reconfigured my house. I turned mm-hmm. one of the upstairs bedrooms into a B&B. I moved my my living room down on the main floor. I turned the dining room into a living room. I turned the living room into a dining room slash work room. <laughs> I mean, it's just been huge. But You tailored one, it to what you needed. Yeah. Each one yeah. of those yeah. has been... Um, Really nice because I'm not living in the same routine that I did right. when um, Tim was still alive. And I, I realized that that was a s- sort of a self-protective mm-hmm. mechanism by doing that, but such a healthy thing. Um, so now... I, and and it, this, mm-hmm. that, this whole experience of like Florence and Dead Ed passing and art and all of the, the things that have happened in the last 12 months... Is the reason we're doing this. Exactly. Florence happened and then he passed and then 
your art like resurged and I was like, this needs to be talked about because like it was prompted by a fucking phone game. Mobile game. Yep. And I, I don't say that to belittle it. Like it's a beautiful game and it's a wonderful yeah. thing to have experienced. But like yeah. I kept coming back to the fact that like Florence nailed this transitional period. Yeah, truly. Allegorically. Mm-hmm. In, uh, in a simple. So simple. And it got like the emotion beautiful. and the tone across. Yeah. Gosh, it's brilliant. If you yeah. haven't played it, y'all, you need to really do that. It's what, $4 maybe? Yeah, it's, it's like 4 maybe yeah. $3 in the and, app store. You know, it's, sit down and do it with a loved one. You know, we'll split the earphones between you, yeah. the earbuds, and sit down and do it with someone. Um, it was fun because I remember Caleb just kind of looking at me out of the, co- the corner of his eye, just going, waiting for me to figure out what to do. <laughs> that to, was so adorable. To advance the oh, story. Oh, you do this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Such a sweetness and um, beautiful music. Cello music. Chris, yeah. Chris is a cello uh, artist and very, very beautiful and deep and rich. And mm-hmm. I'm so grateful for that. And I'm grateful for games and I'm grateful for the relationship that is given to you and me and yeah. how it's how it's meant so much to our lives. So, um, yeah, I don't know what yeah. else to say. Beautiful. I think that's good. I'm grateful. It's a good way to wrap up so the first grateful. season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Caleb. Thank you. Thanks, Lub Wub. Oh, thanks, Calamity XT Jane. <laughs> We're such nerds. So, um, thanks have, for listening, guys. We have another season coming up uh, with dates already chosen yes. for the release. Schedule. Production schedule in line, and we may or may not be having guests next season. Uh, it would be it would be remiss of us to not include Ben in some conversation about Halo and ben, Destiny. The presence. The one that's always here, but not. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, so we're going to take a break for like four months. And you won't hear from us save some stuff on Twitter. But Yeah, unless we, unless we get our family quest going. Yes, so yes. That, that is also yes. happening. So we would there's like lots to do of, that. There's mm-hmm. lots of good stuff coming. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry for the little bit of a sad episode, but I hope yeah. it was more cheery than that. I hope it encourages you. Yeah. The, the, the essence is, if you're not being the person that you were created to be, then no person is going to make you a better person. Oh, there's such a really, there's such a You've great, got to uh, be both. You've got to invest in others. You've got to invest in yourself and be the person that God created you to be. There's a really great line in Avengers Endgame from <laughs> Thor's mother when she said, when he's, he's upset about failing at becoming who he's supposed to be. She says, we all fail mm-hmm. who we're supposed to be mm-hmm. so we can become who we're meant to be. And it's like, ugh. Oh, that's a good note to end on right there. Yeah, Absolutely. So we Thanks all for that. fail at what we're supposed to be. Supposed to be. So that we so, can be the person we're meant to be. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So yeah. Yay, thank you. Chew on that little word nugget. <laughs> little. Little. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was going to riff, but you know. Yeah, that's good. That's too good on yeah. its own. <laughs> Well, All thanks, right. thanks, guys. We'll see you soon. All right. Thank you. Um, thanks for listening. With the Halo series. Yay. Wah, wah, wah. Yay. Okay. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>